new music, John. Oh, I have all the, all these tunes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fanatical Elves pregame show. This is a special, special pregame show because the Browns are in the playoffs and they have a big game this afternoon at 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, down there in Houston as they play the Houston Texans. Welcome aboard. This is the Fanatical Elves Network. That's Elliot. That's Steve. I'm John. And we love talking Browns football just like you. I know I'm hyped. I'm nervous. I'm excited. Uh, Browns fans are united today, and we are excited for this big game. I know you're a little nervous. No. no. <laughs> Hi, Steve. Hi, Elliot. Steve, how you doing down there in, um, where are you at? Tennessee. Nashville. <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, well, we're getting ready for the big winter uh, clipper that's the blizzard of Sunday night, Monday morning. Ah. Uh, they've already juiced all the streets and uh, they're getting ready to go. So grocery store was packed with people buying uh, milk and bread. For some reason in Nashville, when it there's a threat of snow, everybody wants to make French toast. Are they... Are they like, I mean, I'm in Columbus right now and I, we, we have sunshine and a few flurries flying through the air, but that's about it. No, so I don't know what exactly they're talking about. It's, it's sunny cold here in about 35. So, but where's know. the snow coming from for you guys? Because we're not expecting any snow up down. Well, down last night it was off the coast of uh, Oregon and Washington. Oh, so there's, it's still coming to you. It's, when it's, it's coming. To, it's ah. the same thing that's going to go through Kansas City today. Oh, okay. I guess it must be missing us then because we're must be a little bit further north then, but because we're not, they're not calling for anything up here. I want, you know, when it gets cold like this, man, it's 15 degrees out. I want to see some snow. I don't like looking at barren ground and browns, this or that, you know. Well, I mean, I like the browns, but not brown and, and the color. By the way, we had a huge tree in our backyard. We live on the backside of this big um, uh, creek. And one of these old dead trees blew down yesterday when we had our big wind that came through. So we have quite the, now the view of our neighbor's uh, uh, house, which we did it <laughs> before yesterday. You should uh, uh, you, you should have a licensed uh, arborist on call. There, <laughs> Elliot, how you doing? <laughs> well, I'm I'm uh, really nervous. I'm lucky if I can remember my own name. Uh, <laughs> last time I blanked on Elijah Moore's name. I guess I'm getting old, but I may forget my own name now. So uh, very nervous about the game. I, I think that the Browns have a lot of advantages, yes. but also you could make a very good case for the Houston Texans. They have some mm -hmm. things going in their favor also. So uh, I think it's a scary situation, um, but it's playoff football. For the first time <laughs> since 1920. Yeah, 1920. 2020. 2020. 1920. <laughs> wow. I was nervous. That's dating <laughs> a little bit there, Elliot. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It, I, I am very nervous. Um, looking forward to the game. Well, that's good. We are, you know, I think it's this is like in our DNA as Browns fans. I mean, we are nervous. We are the five seed. I mean, Houston is the four seed, which is a little bit, you know. Uh, deceiving because well, they you want know, a pathetic division. So yes, props. yeah, right. <laughs> um, so Steve, how are you? Like, are are you nervous today? Like Elliot and I, or are you are you feeling pretty confident? No, I'm surprisingly calm. Uh, uh -huh. Of course, I'm a Browns fan. I'm I'm in my mid sixties, so uh, you know I have a little bit of apprehension back there. 
but uh, the the music track that plays constantly in my head, I still and skipped. Uh, you know, it's still playing the Beatles nonstop, which is good. Uh, so it keeps me calm. Um, like Elliot said, uh, the Browns uh, are the frankly the better team, even with their yeah. backups playing starting. Mm-hmm. They're they're yeah. the better team. So that's the one thing that I'm hanging my hat on. Yeah, and we saw that a few weeks ago when the Browns played the Texans and totally dominated pretty much from start to finish. Granted that there was minus C.J. Stroud and a couple other important players that we're going to talk about today for the Texans who are back on defense. Um, But the Browns are also uh, rested. The Browns have um, several players that we weren't sure if they'd play or not, but we think that they are going to play today. We're waiting to get that announcer to see who are the um, on the active list and not. But all signs point to a lot of important players for the Browns as well to be playing today. Uh, the most important player uh, is the quarterback, Joe Flacco. Flacco-mania has hit Cleveland. Flacco fever. Catch it. Flacco fever. Um, what Flacco are you expecting? and find out. Tell me what you're expecting today. Uh, Steve, what are you expecting from Flacco? Same Flacco we've seen. He's going to, you know, he's going to throw the ball downfield. Uh, he's going to yep. be great at play action. Um, and, uh, he's got mostly all his weapons. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. his primary weapons, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amari Cooper and David Njoku. I expect a, a, a nice game out of Elijah Moore and I expect a nice game out of David Bell. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, yeah. I expect to see the Flacco who won four straight games. David Bell. There's, there's a name that we've called a little bit, you know, <laughs> recently in recent weeks, he had a nice uh, catch late in uh, the v- Jacksonville game where he was wide open and he had a smile on his face as he ran into the end zone. We all talked about that. Uh, I've always liked David Bell. Talked about him, you know, when we drafted him. Um, very solid wide receiver, caught everything at Purdue and has done some nice things this year. We've got some other players like Marquise Goodwin, um, the Olympian. I don't know if he'll – do you, you suspect that he'll be on the field today, Marquise Goodwin? Okay. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why Elliot, not? Let's do yeah. an end around with Marquise Goodwin. Why not? Do you think do Why you not? okay? Well, we'll we'll talk about some other things here in a minute. Uh Elliot, what do you think about Flacco today? <laughs> well, Flacco is uh, a dominant passer, uh, uh, at least for the past several games for the Browns. Uh, he's gonna have to put the ball up in the air because the uh, Houston Texans are very good at stopping yeah. the run, not so good in pass coverage. The bottom line is they could not stop Amari Cooper the last time, and so I think you have to keep mm-hmm. on throwing the ball to Amari Cooper until they can find a way to stop him. Yeah, uh, That's the really the blatantly obvious uh, aspect of this game is that the Browns have Amari Cooper, Houston – has to prove that they can stop him. Yeah. Um, Flacco is 5-0 and in wildcard games. He is 7-0 and on the road in playoff games, if I'm not yes. mis- he mistaken. He has seven wins. Seven wins. Tom Brady. That's right, seven wins. So if he wins today, he'll mm-hmm. pass Tom Brady and Brett Favre, who he's tied with, with five wildcard victories. That's pretty nice company to, to be in. And, uh, you know. We're, I'll give I, you another stat. Yeah, go for it. Six times a rookie quarterback in the playoff has faced a former Super Bowl uh, quarterback. 
Okay. Guess what the record is for the rookie? Zero. Oh, and six. <laughs> we all have our fingers crossed that that continues. <laughs> I hate rookie quarterbacks, but this guy really is good. Um, yeah, he he is. <clears throat> he's done an amazing job at keeping the, uh, you know, possession of the ball. He has right. thrown only five interceptions this season. That's the thing that impresses me the most about C.J. Stroud from yeah. the Ohio yeah. State University. Right. But All we right. pointed out in our last uh, show mm-hmm. that he has turned the ball over by fumbles. He's mm-hmm. had eight fumbles this season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that speaks to the defensive line of the Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns and how are the Houston Texans going to stop Miles Garrett and company. That mm-hmm. is something that I think we have to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody has stopped Miles Garrett you need to double cover Miles Garrett, and I don't know. I think the Browns <laughs> are going to be able to pressure him, and uh, mm-hmm. th- that's Laramie, an overwhelming uh, advantage I think that the Browns have. Laramie mm-hmm. Tunsil uh, has faced uh, Miles Garrett for forty snaps, mm-hmm. and Miles mm-hmm. Garrett has only had one pressure. Yeah, against, but okay, but that's because why but, they double cover him on every snap. And also, you know, that's one thing that's very different about the the um, Jim Schwartz defense compared to the uh, Joe Woods defense is that he gets to move around now, whereas yep. before he was well, – in fact, the, last year's defense was kind of cockeyed that Miles Garrett always lined up on the left side, always, always, always in the same position. Yeah. And uh, – they had Jadevian Clowney always, always, always on the right side. And so the the uh, quarterback wasn't threatened by uh, Clowney for whatever reason. He did not have a very good year. I think he was kind of um, banged up and just wasn't able to apply pressure. I and think he was crying too. a lot. Well, <laughs> that too. I think he should have been used less and he would have played better when he did play. But anyway, mm-hmm. um so the quarterback is looking right at Garrett and uh, he's not going to get any sneak attacks from behind um, because he's never blindsided by Clowney. I think Clowney only had like two sacks the whole season, something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, it, Garrett was just not very effective in that uh, defense, but now you don't know where Garrett is going to line up. And so if you don't like, the matchup against Tunsil, well, we're going to line him up someplace else where you mm-hmm. don't really have a plan for him. Line him up over, him the, over, line him up him over the right tackle who uh, Zadarius Smith used and abused the last time they played on Christmas Eve. There you go. And get somebody <laughs> else open. If uh, Garrett is occupied with two or three linemen, fine. We'll find somebody else that does get open and can rush the passer as well. So – I'm not really that concerned about uh, Tunsil. I think he's a fine player, and mm-hmm. he'll probably have uh, another good game. But if he's the only one, uh, there are going to be people that are going to get through. I, I am I am looking forward because you got to remember, uh, Agbo Okoronkwo didn't play in this game on Christmas Eve. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is from Houston. Well, he lived in Houston. He used to play for the Texans. 
a lot of people will say, well, that doesn't matter. You know, you go home and play. Well, Gerard Cherry on uh, during the week said, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes a big difference if mm -hmm. you're going back to your hometown mm -hmm. and, uh, and playing. It makes a huge difference. So when they move uh, Garrett around in passing situations, I don't expect to see Ocaranco in running situations because of his bicep injury. Right. I'd like to see him line up against Tunsil and see how he does. He's a lot quicker than Miles Garrett, and he's got – a lot of nice fast spin moves that Tunsil may get screw himself into the ground and they won't double team him. So I'm interested to see how they play him and how often they play him. Mm -hmm. um, some folks were talking yesterday on one of the, your, uh, you were talking about the group up there in Cleveland on 850, you know, how the Browns are going to come out in this first possession. You know, it's usually scripted, um, <coughs> you know, in that, was it the first series of that first series that the Browns went up top to Amari Cooper? I thought it was the second. Yeah, first play. It was the first play. First play. First play. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all coming. I mean, Amari Cooper's kind of been rested. I suspect another big game from him. I've said on Thursday's show that I think that Flacco and him are going to pick up. Obviously, I know the, the Texans are going to be try to be more prepared for it, but I just feel like there's some really good chemistry there between the two, and I expect – them to be connected. I think David Njoku obviously will be in the mix. Um, our running game, what do you suspect today from that? I know, Elliot, you mentioned Thursday you were hoping that we could see something in the ballpark of, you know, 80-plus yards as a team or maybe hit that 100-yard mark as a, as a team. I was the think, one who said that. Oh, Steve, that you if were they the can, one. If okay. they can rush for yes. 80 yards, yeah. they're going to have a really good day. Because mm -hmm. they only rushed for 54 the last time they played them. Right, right. Um, do you think that, I mean, that's in the cards tonight? Well, I've been told the coaches have uh, told Jerome Ford all week, he's got to be more aggressive. He has mm. to be more aggressive. No more mm. dancing behind the line of scrimmage. I mentioned that last night on my Johnny Cleveland podcast, my late, oh, late God. show last night. You I crazy, doesn't it? That. I, I said, how, what's the prediction? How many times will we see Jerome Ford? I predicted at least twice in this game. We'll see him dancing in the backfield while he's trying to decide which gap I want to try to go into. And then we all blame it on the offensive line. I'm like, no, go into the hole, find the gap, hit it hard, and go. Stop dilly-dallying around. the hole opens. Watch tape on uh, Nick Chubb. He hits yeah. the hole before it opens. He anticipates yep. the hole, and that's what you got to yep. do in the NFL. Yep, absolutely. Elliot, what do you think from my run game today? Yeah, well, I think that um, we got to keep our guy uh, not a candidate for dancing with the stars in the offseason. <laughs> um, <laughs> north and south, baby. Uh, and I think that he will do that. He has had tendency, you know, in the beginning of the season, I was really mad at him. And uh, basically – the Browns needed to have a running back room, not just Nick Chubb. And I was kind of mad at Browns fans for saying, oh, just hand it to Chubb every play. No, you're not going to do that. I don't care who it is with just one running back. You can't do that. You can't even do it with two running backs. You need to have three and probably four running backs that have some specialization. Uh, now the Browns do have 
three running backs that are pretty good. You know, Kareem Hunt is very good in short yardage situations. Pierre Strong, I believe, has talent. He's not been able to, you know, be really healthy, but that's not really anybody's fault. Mm-hmm. But he has potential as an outside running back, and I like him. Mm-hmm. So they at least have three bodies that we hope that we will see at some point in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, that assumes that we make it through this game. Yes. Yes. We have that that depth that's necessary in order to win. I have a feeling we're going to see John Kelly today. John Uh, Kelly. Oh. Pierre Strong is questionable with his back. So they they, uh, called him up from the practice squad. So the king of the preseason might get some. Wouldn't that be a name that we (laughs) – Hey, let's talk more about that. We're going to pause for a quick break here. I know Elliot's got some stuff he wants to show on some uh, uh, other um, slides here. And Steve's got some hot topics, uh, some break or not breaking news, but just some um, things. Trends. That he's, trends. Mm-hmm. Trends. That's what you said. Let's pause. This is the pregame show for the Brownies here on the Fanatical Elves Network. We'll be right back. Do you want me to put those slides up? Well, we're still not on a break yet, Elliot, so we're going to pause now for a break. (laughs) Okay, now we're back from the break. (laughs) Yes, uh, I'll let you – we'll talk. I'll have uh, Steve talk a little bit more about your trends here, and as you do that, if you want to pull that up, Elliot, I'll I'll have you do that, and then – Well, I was – I oh, was curious. Yes. I was curious what uh, Kevin Stefanski's record was when he faces the team for the second or third time. Yeah. Uh, he is eight and five. Eight and five. Okay. And one of those five losses was last week against Cincinnati with backups. Yes. Uh, two of those losses were last year, the final game against Pittsburgh when the uh, Browns got eliminated the week before by the Saints. Right. And uh, Deshaun Watson's um, uh, second game. Uh, Then after that, the other two were uh, uh, Baker Mayfield's last game. uh, Who did they lose? Cleveland with his bad shoulder and everything. Ah. And then the one before that was that overtime shootout that the Browns lost against Baltimore. So. Mm. um, Interesting. So. uh, That was a while ago, right? I'll take that. That game, that was played in ice cold. Talk about cold game. I was there. That was cr- crazy. That was the Lamar Jackson game where he got uh, had to go to the bathroom. Had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, you know. Yeah. I can see where uh, a lot of people will say it's hard to beat a second team twice, but apparently uh, Kevin Stefanski uh, – doesn't worry about that. So well, uh, and the and the stakes are high, and Stefanski has shown nothing but uh, positives this season. You know, um, his play calling, his decision making. I know some. There are some things that we've questioned, but overall, you know, he's in his fourth year, and he's going to be possibly the coach of the year again. And you know, uh, folks should be prepared to have Steady Eddie around for a, a lot longer. And that's yes. a good thing for Browns fans. And it's a good thing for this organization that is trending in the right way. And uh, good teams like the squealers down the road. Uh, Mike Tomlin has been there 19 seasons and he will 
probably continue um, doing what he's doing. They made it into the playoffs again. Somehow they, they managed to do that. So uh, I like what the Browns are doing right now. I know we've had discussions about, you know, I'm the irrational fan and sometimes I, that knee jerk reaction, but um, despite everything, and we, we all are projecting the Browns to win this game. And I wholeheartedly believe that they are going to win the game, but um, if per chance they don't, uh, the world's not going to end the next tomorrow and we'll continue yes, uh, it is. battling. It um, ends. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, the, I think it's pretty special that Joe Flacco from what the reports we hear that he really believes in what he's seen out there. And he's talking to these players about something that's much bigger than themselves personally. And they're talking about these, this as a team. And then you hear t- players like miles Garrett talk about the closeness and, of this group starting way back when they collected what in West Virginia for their, their um, preseason events and stuff. Uh, so a lot has happened now and uh, a lot to look forward to. Uh, we're all being nervously excited come four 30 and can't wait for that. Uh, but before we get Elliot uh, into uh, the, to nosedive into your slides here, what are your plans? I know I'm going over to some friends houses. I usually watch the game here. Uh, with family, um, but I've been invited to come to a friend's house, colleagues. Uh, what do you guys have uh, going on for the game today? Steve, what do you, where, are you, where will you be? Uh, I'll be in my living room. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the friend that uh, came back from London, uh, she didn't oh, yes. too far, who went to the game with us at the Brownsbacker Bar. She's, right. My wife's going to go pick her up, and then we're going to sit here and watch it. Okay. Elliot, what do you got going on? I'll be at Xenia Browns backers at uh, excellent BW three. Oh, very good, very good. Um, by the way, I think where I'm going, my friends, they're going to order <coughs> some of their uh, carry out, so some of their wings. So I'm anxious to eat those BW three uh, wings. I'm choking up here, so I got to turn off my mic real quick. But LA, why don't you go ahead and lead the charge here? Yeah, I just really wanted to talk about the Browns offense versus the uh, Houston defense. It's basically the same as it was a couple weeks ago. The real big difference is that Houston will have their star linebacker, Blake Cashman, on the field. He was not on the field last time. What does that mean? Well, it means that I think that Blake Cashman will be charged with trying to cover David Njoku. I think that they will have less double coverage on Njoku this time than they did last time. That means that they will be able to have more double coverage against Amari Cooper. They need to double cover Amari Cooper because they could not stop him last time. Uh, Unfortunately, they don't have great safety help. Uh, DeAndre Houston Carson is a backup Uh, safety, uh, who is not on the field last time. So I've colored him with a red box for those of you who have uh, visual. Mm -hmm. Uh, And um, he will be helping Steven Nelson as the primary coverage guy against Cooper. Mm -hmm. So um, that's the real key is how are they going to stop Amari Cooper? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Cashman's strong point may not be actually coverage. He's really good at rushing the passer, and he's also pretty good against the run. Um, So I think that there could be a pretty good game for Njoku. I've also listed that 
I found out that the, the uh, Browns have uh, obtained the services of David Bell, the manager of the Cincinnati Reds, and he'll be. <laughs> well, why are you laughing there, Steve? <laughs> yeah, he'll be starting uh, at the. Uh, the uh, split I hear he eight. has a, a very yeah. strategic mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, are so, they all? Is it Buddy Bell, David Bell? They're all. Were they? Wait, Buddy was. Yeah, Buddy Bell that, was the, that's the father. His father and Gus father Bell was his grandfather. David Bell and then Gus Bell was David Bell's grandfather. But yeah, so David Bell is a very well uh, known sports name. Yep. And uh, we'll just add to that, of course. Growing up as a Cleveland Indians fan, as a young kid, Buddy Bell, I mean, everybody loved Buddy Bell. Yeah, so um, we're going to yeah. love this kid too, I believe, <laughs> the same name, for different reasons. I think David Bell, this David Bell, is a very good possession receiver. If you throw the ball at him, it sticks on him, and he yep. doesn't drop it. Uh, he's not really super fast to get you huge yardage, but I think he can move the chains, and um, I think that he's going to be okay. He's going to, you know, I think I'd rather have Cedric Tillman, of course, but uh, David Bell is a similar kind of guy in that he can catch the ball, and that's really what we need out there. I think he'll be able to operate mm -hmm. okay against Derek Stingley. Mm -hmm. And um, I think David Njoku, though, is going to see more single coverage than he did before, and I think he could be very disruptive and have a big day. That's what I think. We still have a problem with running the ball because we're on, like, our, our third and fourth string offensive tackles our mm -hmm. tackles are better at pass blocking than they are at run blocking jerome ford is better at dancing than running up the middle but that's really what he needs to <laughs> dancing do. with the he stars needs... for jerome yeah there we go he's our candidate for sure but what he needs to do is run up the middle attack the middle of the uh of the houston line and then turn yep. left I think there's a path <laughs> to yardage there. All but right. Depending on which side uh, of the field. <laughs> that's yeah. really By what way, I got to say. Um, my slide for the yeah. uh, defense is a little bit out of date. I forgot to replace Anthony Walker with uh, Shione Takitaki. Yes. Um, but okay. How dare you, Elliot? Yeah, I'm sorry, Shione. But I really love Takitaki, by the way. I yeah. tell you, he is uh, – he has played well. Uh, the Jets Thursday night game, a lot of the Browns defenders were kind of doing ole against the Jets. Uh, well, they better not be doing that today. Possession receivers until uh, Taki Taki got tired of it and started nailing guys. Yeah, he's a very good run stopper, and um, he can he can put some heat on Stroud too when he oh, needs. Oh yeah, to. he yes he can. Yes he can. We've got um, you know. Uh, I'm showing Hickman uh, as the as the safety, but I think we're gonna um, probably. Um, who's supposed to start in the safety? Uh, Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill is scheduled to probably start. Probably Hickman. Probably but Hickman, Hickman will probably get playing time. We have had some oh, yeah. success there. We mm -hmm. have depth in the backfield. Uh, Denzel Ward is scheduled to start, and he made the Pro Bowl, and I'm, I'm mean to Denzel. I've been giving him a yellow box. It should probably be green by now. He's asserted yes, himself. Should. as uh, so should uh, Martin Emerson. And Martin Emerson also been doing very well. Nico Collins is their big threat. 
yeah. for uh, yardage. He's way better than everybody else that they've got at this point. Uh, Dalton Schultz is a very good tight end, though, also. So, you know, those are their main threats, uh, main yep. targets for C.J. Stroud. Uh, they don't have uh, a huge number of wide receivers that they can throw at you. Right. Um, we're not going to see four and five wide receiver sets that are, you know, it's not the greatest show on turf like the old uh, St. Louis Rams teams. It's going to be mainly try to find ways to get Nico Collins open and Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz as their main threats. Uh, they also that's are been not. A, that's been yeah. a bugaboo with the, the Browns and opposing tight ends. Well, uh, they've kind of feasted on on the Browns, so I I would hope uh, that they do something to hmm. to rectify that today because Dalton well, Schultz think, think is have... uh, Stroud's secondary target behind Collins. Okay, well we have Jeremiah Owusu Koromo, and I think he'll be probably in coverage mode, and I think he's a guy that can do the job. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. But, All right. Um, I, th- I think we match up very well, I guess, is what I'm saying against Stroud. I think Stroud will have about 2.2 seconds to unload a pass. It's going to be difficult for him to set up right. and wait for receivers to get college open. So that, that's what I think. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, and they play him a lot under center. Like I said Thursday, I think it's like fifth most in the NFL. So, you know, you're not going to see a lot of shotgun. Yeah, uh, I think they, they need. To, I think they need a lot of shotgun. They're, they well. might change that, um, but they're not uh, going to have time. No, he's not. He is a hold the ball and throw guy. He's not like Trevor Simeon and Strat, uh, Stafford and uh, Russ Wilson, who can get rid of the ball in a split second, or even Trevor yeah. Lawrence, who's quick at getting rid of the ball. But, yeah, I think uh, I think they need that that spread formation of Ben Roethlisberger offense. Catch it and pitch it to the first available target. <laughs> I um I have some breaking news here. We're going to I'm going to try to pull this up while you guys continue to talk here. Um, oh boy. Okay. So the the you want uh, the breaking I, news sound? I don't know if Oh, there the police. But you will see that the horses have arrived <laughs> to disrupt the, they're trying to remove the Browns tailgate <laughs> trying to push them back out of Houston. This is so Baloney, these guys and horses down in Houston because the Browns fans have shown up to do their tailgating. They're trying to remove them. Paul Brown is they're marching down. Look at that. Well, see, oh. they're trying to keep them closer to their cars and their pop-up tents. But uh, you know, that's not how tailgates Doesn't look work. like they're leaving. I mean, people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Be like uh, defensive tackles, guys. Could, could you see Andrew that? Did Brown. that pop up there? Yeah. It's a goal line stand. Oh, my gosh. How, how do you think that would go over in the Muni lot? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, uh, the Cleveland Police Department wouldn't dare do that to begin with. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Crazy stuff. No, I – it. well, right. we're going to have a lot more to Uh-oh. talk about Paul, after this. Paul Brown's uh, gone yeah. from, uh, from Fireball. Uh, oh, Okay mouthwash you can drink to uh he's doing tequila shots right now oh my god well you know we're gonna we're gonna have a post game show rain or shine uh after this one i hopefully elliot or steve might be able to join us we'll see how they're 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 feeling um i will be returning from my uh my buddy's house so but we will be on um after the game um 
with a victory, I do want to point out to people that are watching or listening later on, we will have a victory celebration by a big giveaway. Um, so oh, tune in for that. I'm anxious to give, give away more free stuff because that's what we do here on the Fanatical Elves Network. Um, so we're excited to do that. We're not Everybody, ashamed to bribe you to watch. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, oh, they're going through. What is? How did that? Some how my. I don't. Oh, are you doing that, Elliot? Yeah. Oh, Elliot. No, we don't want to show that one, Elliot. Remove that one. Uh, no, go to no, the back no. to no, Cleveland's no, no, captain, no, no, no. Elliot. Go to <laughs> Cleveland's captain. Yeah, there you go. We have some uh, robots that try to attack our site here, Elliot. So let's <laughs> stop. Yeah, we're not going to scroll through all of them. Um, everybody, I hope you have a great rest of your afternoon. I and mean, you got a little bit less than, but what about two and a half hours until kickoff? We'll be here on the Fanatical Elves Network. We'll be broadcasting everything after Everyone the game. Take deep breaths. Yes. Calm. We're all going to be fine, Browns fans. We're excited, oh. just like you, and we know the Browns are going to win this game this afternoon. We can't wait. We can't wait to talk about the victory celebration afterwards, including Paul Brown, to see if he's still standing. Um, with that, oh, everybody, God. I've seen him drink more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, thanks for joining the show. Steve, thanks for joining the show. I'm uh, Johnny Cleveland sometimes. Uh, thanks again. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment and just take it all in, folks. Just take it all in. Appreciate that the Browns are in the playoffs once again in the year 2024, and we have many more of these games to come. Everybody, toodaloo. Go Browns. Go Browns. Toodaloo. Go Browns. What's that? What the hell is that? Go Browns! Toodaloo! Go Browns! Go Browns. Uh-oh, I got the dog barking. He's all, he's wound up now. He heard me. He's going, what the hell's going on there? Good. Good. Oh, the, he's barking. Yes! Toodaloo. What the hell am I doing there? Toodaloo. Go Browns! Go dog! Go Elves! Oh, shit. Oh, shit.